Easter is all about knowing the risen Lord, coming to encounter Jesus risen from the dead. And last Sunday, I said that if we aren't ready and willing and desiring to receive what Jesus risen from the dead is offering us, then we'll never want to meet him anyway. Are we willing to accept and receive what he's selling so that we can open the door and welcome him in? This Sunday, reflecting on how can we encounter, how can we get to know Jesus risen from the dead? when we can't be with him like we are with each other right now. And I think the person that allows us to kind of understand that better is St. Peter. He's a pretty sympathetic character for most of us, I think, when it comes to trying to understand and come to know Jesus. And through St. Peter, in the Gospel today, I think we can see three different ways that we can come to know the Lord even now, today. First, by reputation. Second, by memory. And third, by presence, by reputation. In the gospel today, they're, they're out fishing, what they all know how to do. And then this man comes and stands on the shore, 90 meters away from them, and says, throw your nets on the other side. They don't recognize that it's Jesus. And so they throw the net in, and they catch this huge catch of fish. And still, they don't know that it's Jesus, except for one the beloved disciple, who we, who we believe to be St. John, who then turns to Peter and says, it's the Lord. And only then does Peter go, yeah, you're right, and then jumps out of the boat and swims ashore to get to Jesus as fast as he can. It's by reputation, first, by pointing to Jesus. We see that in the first reading, where the apostles are preaching the good news, sharing the name of Jesus with everyone who will listen. And they're telling everyone, we are witnesses. And by their witness, thousands upon thousands are baptized. It's what we hear in the book of Revelation. The angels surrounding the throne and the four creatures and the elders who bow down and worship. These are the witnesses of Jesus who point us to him. By reputation first. And we... We know that in life now. We know about people generally first by reputation before we ever get the chance to meet them. I never got the chance to meet John Paul II. I know some of you have mentioned to me that you were around when he came for his papal visit, but even when he was here, you didn't get to shake his hand and meet him face to face and ask him, how was life back in Poland? We know him mostly by reputation. I remember when I was just kind of starting to grow in my own life of faith, seeing him on TV for World Youth Day in Toronto, and listening to him speak as his body was falling apart around him, and yet the power and the conviction of his words as he preached to the youth. And I was probably 12, 13 years old, and just feeling the holiness of this man. I had, have a friend who was there at World Youth Day, and there was one time where he was on the road of where the Pope was going, and he was maybe 10, 15 feet away from where the Pope was passing by. And he said that as soon as Pope John Paul passed by him, he just burst into tears, and he has no idea why. But mostly by reputation. He didn't know the man. Known by the TV. Read his autobiography, seeing his life, but I don't know him. 
and yet I'm convicted of his holiness and his sanctity just by his reputation. The early church, what spread the good news, what made the church flourish in the early centuries were the martyrs. Martyr, which means witness, that by their conviction that believing in Jesus was so important to them that they would go to death for it, becomes a testimony for us of the reputation of Jesus in their life. Now, for us, how do we experience that reputation? Well, still by the preaching of this good news that comes down to us after two millennia, that message is still being passed down. Maybe from your parents, from your grandparents, from priests, from the Pope, these witnesses to the gospel. We also have it through our religious art that's passed down, through sacred music that draws us into this mystery of the person of Jesus, and ultimately the best one, sacred scripture that we hear every time we come to Mass, that this is the witness, the testimony of who Jesus is. And by all of those things, we come to know his reputation. And then we get a sense that we know the man, even though we haven't ever shaken his hand. The second one is by memory. This gospel, when I used to read it, I always used to kind of scoff at Peter because the way that I would understand it, interpret it, is Jesus risen from the dead has already appeared to them twice now. Right? They've seen Jesus risen twice. And Peter says today, I'm going fishing, which I always used to understand that he's kind of just not really convicted of what he's supposed to do. He's just going to go back to his old job, back to what's familiar, what's comfortable, what's easy. But I heard a different understanding of it. This place where they are today, by the Sea of Tiberias, the Sea of Tiberias is the same as the Sea of Galilee, where he is today, within a three kilometer area. It's the same place that Jesus originally called Peter. It's the same place where Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes. It's the same place where Jesus got up on the mountain and preached the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount, all in the same area. Peter's going back to the place where it all started, trying to remember those things of Jesus in his life those moments that convicted him to continue to follow Jesus. He's tapping back into his memory by going to where he knows he met Jesus and his heart was first convicted. When we go through the Old Testament, a huge part of the faith of the Jewish people is their memory. They went through a lot of bad events in their history. And when you read through the Old Testament, what you see time and time again from the prophets, when we hear the Psalms, what they're doing over and over again, remember what God has done. Remember when he saved you from slavery. Remember when he allowed your ancestors to pass through the Red Sea. Remember the covenant that he made with King David. Remember, remember, remember. The memory of what God has done in our life. It's really what we're doing every time we come to Mass. We are remembering what Jesus has done for us, his suffering, his death, his resurrection. We remember it 
Because our memory in our life of faith is so important. We have that in our life too. When someone has died that you love, how do we hold on to that memory in our life of this person? Because ultimately, their face starts to fade in our memory. The sound of their voice starts to fade in our memory. So how do we hold on to them? Well, maybe it's by food, a particular dish that the grandma used to make. And so you try to replicate it, and by eating it again, you remember all of those moments with grandma. Maybe it's a story that they used to tell. Maybe it's a story that you shared with them, that you bring back and you tell other people and it brings back that memory for you. Maybe it's a song, their song, or a movie. Or maybe it's just going to their grave and praying, connecting to the memory of that person. Then in our life of faith, I believe you are all here, that we are all here, because there's at least one moment, no matter how brief in our life, where we absolutely knew that God existed. There was a moment where it was clear to us, no matter what. We need to hold on to that. We need to come back to that memory. Because there are so many things in life that can detract us and distract us and pull us away from that faith that can plant seeds of doubt in our life, we hold on to that memory of that moment where we knew the Lord. And we come to know Him. The last one is presence. In the Gospel today, and also the disciples on the road to Emmaus, what solidifies their experience of Jesus risen from the dead, because they struggle to understand what's going on, ultimately comes down to the breaking of the bread. That it's Jesus breaking bread with them again that reminds them, shows them his presence in their midst. Because he wants to be present to them. He can't be present to them like he was before, but he wants to show them that he is with them. And part of us knows that presence in our life is more than just material that we can be distracted, pulled away from the presence of something material in our life. I remember I always had the bad habit, drove my mom crazy, be watching TV and she'd be standing right out the room trying to tell me something and I didn't even know she was there because I was so distracted by the TV. That we can be blind to the presence that's around us. But at the same time, we don't need something material that we can touch and see in order to know that there is presence there. For me, one of those moments is when a woman is pregnant. Yes, there is the child inside a womb, but you don't have a face for this child. Some couples don't know the sex. For me, it's fresh in my mind because I'm less than two weeks away from being an uncle again. But what, what do we do when we want to be aware of the presence of the life? When we gather around a woman who's pregnant, we're quiet. We're still. We'll even whisper for some reason, like we might break the moment as we try to be aware of the life that's there, this person that is there, even though we can't touch them 
even though we don't have a face, even though we don't have a name, we know that there's a life there. Jesus wants to be present to us in the same way. It's why he gives us the Eucharist, because he wants to be present in our midst. But what do we have to do? Well, just like around a pregnant woman, we need to be silent, we need to be still. It's the reason that we have silence in the church. We're trying to be present to the presence in our midst. We come to know Jesus in the breaking of the bread, just like the apostles did at the very beginning. And we come to know him in our prayer. Our prayer is our relationship with Jesus. If we don't have prayer in our life, how could we possibly hope to know him? It's only in the stillness and in the quiet of our prayer that that presence that is more than material can become real for us. There are other ways that we can come to know that we can encounter Jesus in our life. But what we need to know is that encountering him is absolutely essential to our Christian life. Without coming to know Jesus, then our faith is standing on a very weak foundation. Our faith is based on our relationship with Jesus. He's the one who reveals to us the Father. He's the one who gives us the Holy Spirit. It's through him that everything is mediated. Come to know him. Ask him to show himself to you. Because we can come to know him by reputation. We can come to know him again in our memory. And we come to know him every Sunday when we come to Mass. And his presence in our midst. Amen.